0: This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. So
1: welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. Uh, Today I'm chatting with my good friend, Matt Glittler. Where are you from, Nat? Port Macquarie. Uh, What school are you from?
0: I work at St Columba England School in Port Macquarie and I've been there, I think this is my 12th year. I got a job straight out of uni there and um, I've been there ever since. It's a K-12 independent school and we've got really great students, awesome resources and amazing staff. So I'm really, I feel really fortunate to work where I do.
1: Thanks for joining me today, Nat. What do you do in your classroom to help promote lifelong learning for your students?
0: I think for me, what I can do for my students is just be a really positive promoter of lifelong learning. So I often talk about my own experiences. I actually ride horses and I get a weekly horse riding lesson and my kids say, Miss, you've been riding for like ever. Why do you need a lesson? And and, you know, I think as a person, we can always grow and we can always find new ways of doing things. And I like to promote that to my students. I feel it's, it increases the, the credible bit of your teaching and also makes you more relatable. You're learning something new and you're experiencing the same things as them. So I often try to learn new things and tell them how successful or unsuccessful I've been at that. And And both are okay. It's okay to fail and try again and do something new. And I think that's the type of learning we want for our kids. We want them to take risks and learn and and push themselves. So I try to actively promote that, hopefully, as much as I can.
1: That's great. Give, Give me a story. When was the last time you failed at something that you were trying to learn?
0: Oh, well... I have bought a new horse and I think I've fallen off four times in about three months and he's huge. So every single time I fall off, I've got numerous bruises and things to do. I couldn't throw a ball the other day. I'd fallen on my shoulder and they were quite interested to watch the video of me falling off numerous. (laughs) And and they love it. They weren't impressed at all at how big the jump was. It was more the fact that I'd fallen off and gone flying through the air that they quite appreciated, I think. But I often fail or sometimes I find things on Twitter and think, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, guys. I want you to do this. I saw it on Twitter. And I saw one and they were were holding hands and kicking a ball while facing different directions so I was like let's do it and it was ridiculously hard my kids couldn't do it and they were like miss stop watching these YouTube things <laughs> um, but you know that was that obviously failed in my class but I think it's always nothing's always smooth sailing and you always have to kind of adapt and modify even if you find something that looks really cool it might not work in your class and, and that's okay as long as you have a crack and do something new I think the Students really appreciate that and are excited to try something new. And even if it, you know, doesn't go as well as in my mind, (laughs) you know, like the kids appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think students definitely appreciate a lot when we uh, when we try things and fail because so often they fail and we say, oh, that's okay, and they think, yeah, really, it's not because when do we ever fail? But. Uh, yeah. When they when they see us stuff up and apologise, or when they see us try and learn something and not get it the first time, I think that's that's actually really good for them because they they start to see that whole idea of yeah learning is tough. I am going to yeah. fail, uh, yeah. but it, I'm, I can get it if I keep trying.
0: Yeah, and they teach you something new just to be excited and be like cool I didn't know about that and uh, just to see the little face think yes like I taught her something new that's cool and you know just being super positive about that experience I think can really go a long way in building a connection with your students and for them to wanting to keep exploring and learning.
1: Yeah, i got to say, you are definitely an excited person. You're probably one of the more excited people I've ever met. But I think that actually will probably translate quite well, I think, into your classroom and your students and you're developing your rapport with your students and that relationship building. And I actually think even that love, that excitement that you show in your learning, because I've seen you run workshops even for other teachers and the excitement that you get around that, you know, it rubs off, I think, in that sense as well. Do you find that in your classroom that your excitement rubs off on students and their learning?
0: yeah like it will hopefully like sometimes at the end of the year or sometimes they'll write me letters and they say you know I love your enthusiasm and passion for things and you know sometimes they will say miss what are we doing today I was like oh my god it's going to be the best lesson ever we're doing this and someone else someone once whispered oh she says that about all the lessons but <laughs> uh, you know I think for me i if I'm bored by something, I don't take it in because I think my kids will be bored. So I generally find things that I, I like and I'm interested in because I think that reflects in the students' learning as well. So I try to find – if I find a clip and I think it's hilarious, I'm generally laughing the loudest in my class <laughs> because you know I generally enjoy enjoy doing it. So yeah, hopefully – I definitely my- believe
1: that. I would definitely believe that you are the loudest loud, – loud, <laughs> laughing the loudest <laughs> –
0: I know people in the other nice. classrooms sometimes they just hear me sporadically start laughing I'm like, everyone was laughing It was probably I was loud, <laughs> laughing the loudest but so I do lots of collaboration and I think if kids are enjoying something they're going to learn about it and sometimes in PDH even we have to talk about awkward things and if it's fun and they get comfortable about talking about it then you know they're more likely to take it on.
1: So maybe switch now and talk about, you mentioned before we started recording this podcast that you really strive to make sure that there is meaning and connection for your students in your learning. How do you see that as something that promotes lifelong learning for your students?
0: Well, for me, I sometimes things that we teach, especially in our you know, stage four, it can be quite fluffy and maybe they already know it and and how can you get them actually to think deeper and to make real world connections and for me my motto I have a teaching motto each year sounds like a bit of a geeky thing but um for me just kind of gives me guidance and kind of motivation and a focus for that year so last year I did I did all my years seven PDH classes on flipped learning and kind of inquiry based. And my motto last year was talk less, listen more. And I think with that all year in my mind it really made me stop and let the kids talk more and I was really mindful of the amount of time I talk in class versus the amount of times my students did and and so this year I um, wanted to focus on my why why am I a teacher why am I teaching a subject and why is it important for my students so I kind of thought what can I do in my classes to really promote that why and and the value that we add as PDHPE teachers so I each lesson I put up a sign and says, what am I learning today and then there's another sign that goes but wait why am I learning this and I think that why am I learning this is the most important thing for our kids and for me as a teacher it really guides what I'm going to teach that lesson I keep coming back going remember this is why we're doing it we need to be able to have these skills so when you leave your classroom and you don't have this PE teacher standing in front of you you can do it yourselves and you know you have the skills one of the lessons we did at the end of last term was looking at takeaway meals versus home home-cooked meals and the sustainability of those practices. And I was saying to them, like, this is important. When you leave home, your parents aren't making these choices for you anymore. You need to be able to understand the choices that you're making and the consequences it has. So I kept saying to them, "Who wants? who's planning on going to uni and who's planning to move out and what's your food choices going to be? This is why it's important that you learn this now and and just putting that wine, in everything, especially at the start of the term. So I'm so excited because I say to my kids, this is what we're doing and this is actually how you can use it outside the classroom. At the moment, we're doing striking games for our year 10 unit. And I was saying to them, we're going to be using a variety of different equipment. I don't want you guys to be the world's best softball players. I want you to go to the beach and pick up any equipment and make a game out of it and be successful in that. And I think... They learn the why so much better and make small connection with them because they can see how it can be used outside the classroom and and that promotes that lifelong learning experience that they can, it's useful for them and they can see the value in it and the activities are much more meaningful to them and I can keep drawing them back to it going, yes, come on, you can do this, this is going to help you later. And I think that's the great thing about our subject—that everything can be put into real-world experiences.
1: Yeah, I've got to say, my principal always tells our staff that if that you don't know the why for what you're doing, then don't do it. She, and for yeah. anything, if it's in the syllabus, I don't care. She says like, if, if you don't know yeah. why you're teaching that and there's no purpose for our students, then then she says don't don't waste their time because yeah, <laughs> I, we, we're all about life readiness learning. What I find happens with it is because they have that meaning, they then engage more in the learning. And because yeah. then engaging in the learning develops those learning skills so that later, just when you leave school, you don't normally have your will, but a lot of the time what you're going to learn after school is things that you want to learn, things you're motivated to learn, things that have that automatic yeah. connection to your life you don't normally just go I'm just going to learn something for learning's sake unless you have to be one of those people that just likes learning trivial things that's fine but then you're doing it for enjoyment aren't you and then that's that's your motivation so I think that you've actually touched on a few really key things there because you've spoken about that why for your learning you've spoken about the meaning and connecting things to life and you've spoken about the passion that is in the classroom that's around learning and about being an example because I think if we as teachers aren't lifelong learners then we're, we're, how can we ever be trying to encourage our students to do it? And we actually lose our skills, I think. The second that we stop learning how to learn, we can't then pass on those skills because how how you learn has actually changed slightly over, over the years. As you know, Where do you actually go to access and get that information, that whole self-learning yeah. process? It's no longer about going to a library and reading through an encyclopedia Britannica or something it's now got so much more to go with it and you that critical nature of what you have to do is so much more important
0: yeah and actually making the students be able to practice those skills in your classroom as well we just don't want them to recall things that we've told them we need them to actually you know take an interest in it and be engaged and have some ownership over it and I think like the inquiry based and flipped and PBL and even choice within structure, it really allows the kids to be engaged and um, be active contributors to their learning experiences, which is what they need outside the classroom. We just, you know, if we don't let them explore and show their understanding in a creative way, how can we expect them to do that when they leave our classroom if we don't give them the opportunities? So I suppose sometimes when our classrooms can look a bit messy or, you know, it could look like everyone's doing something crazy, but for me, it's actually, you know what, this is how they learn and this is how they show their understanding.
1: Yeah, that's right because you, you definitely don't learn how to learn by sitting there listening to a teacher talk to you. That's, that's not how you learn. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you so much, Nat. It's been great to chat. Thank you so much for all of your insight.
0: Thanks so much for having me and um, I have been listening to your podcast and um, I'm very pleased that you asked me and honoured that you've had some awesome people on so I haven't worked. So thanks for, thanks for providing that service to all of us. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.